0: Welcome back to another episode of Flush. My name is Hiva, and I'm joined today by my friend Stella, or as I like to call her, the single correspondent for the Flush podcast. Stella, how are you? I'm doing great.
1: Longtime listener and fan of the podcast here, thrilled to be on it, and uh, in such a wonderful role as single correspondent. So thank you for having me, Heva. How are you today?
0: Oh, I'm doing well. So excited to have you. I mean, this podcast started with me being single, me going on dates, me going on a lot of dates. Mostly not that interesting, honestly. (laughs) And now I'm partnered up, honestly, thanks in large part to the podcast, but it is kind of a... Professional hazard? Is that the right word? No, it's 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 not great for the podcast. I mean, in some ways, it's fine, right? Because I can talk about being in a relationship, but I can't be out in the field, and that is what I'm doing. Yeah, so we have <laughs> our single correspondent now.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So Stella and I just went to some Christmas markets. We have those in New York City, if you're not from here. It's kind of like um, Europe, would you say? It's very European, uh, right? Yeah,
1: it is It is very European. Not quite the same feel. You can't no. get a glass of mulled wine and walk around, very uh, very sadly. But No, you know. yeah.
0: That's, I would say, the biggest problem. But honestly, wouldn't you say New York is the closest to Europe in America? I think so. I
1: mean, honestly, I don't know many other American cities <laughs> to this degree. Like, I, I know New York. I grew up here. I, I lived right. here for much of my life, not all of it. Um, but yeah, definitely feels the most
0: European, most international, certainly. Right. So you're, you're from Long Island. Mm-hmm. And then did you go to college somewhere else?
1: I did. I went to college in upstate New York.
0: Okay, so a small town.
1: Small town. Tiny town. More cows than people. No, just kidding. (laughs) But it felt like that. It was very small, yeah. Co-ed college? Mm -hmm.
0: Did it have Greek life?
1: It did, yes. Yes, Um, many a memorable frat party uh, in a a basement with the floor totally coated in beer. You know, your shoes are sticking Mm -hmm. to the floor. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. This reminds me, not on topic, we'll get back to it in a second, but... One time when I was in high school, I had a party. Um, And I just have parties in the basement. Now, my parents don't drink. Like, not only are my parents not, like, cool with their teenage daughter drinking, but they don't even drink themselves, you know? So they're certainly not the type of parents who are like, yeah, have a party. It's cool. Like, everyone can, so long as you do it in the house, it's fine. No, like, they were not those parents. But I would just have parties in the basement and be like, well, they're not going to come down to the basement. They don't know. (laughs) And um, one time the water heater in the basement, like, exploded or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't that dramatic, but the basement is, like, flooding basically and I'm drunk all my friends are drunk and we legitimately (laughs) just think people are spilling drinks now we should have known that it was like one side of the room is starting to flood it's like an ombre on the carpet (laughs) and like why that didn't tip me off that like no this isn't like people are just selectively spilling their drinks on this side of the room and this one guy that I was into who was a little bit older he was like hey um i think your basement's flooding and i was like are you sure that's not just people spilling their drinks and he's like no i'm like pretty fucking sure that's not just people spilling their drinks come on dude don't be dramatic (laughs) Uh, basement
1: flooding (laughs) please you're drunk go home (laughs) (laughs) oh wait it's supposed to be the opposite way right go home you're drunk anyway i digress Gone.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. And then, yeah, I I didn't do anything about it until, like, everyone had left. And then I was like, oh, mom and dad, I think the basement's flooding. Bye. (laughs) Going to bed. Good night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your assistance. Good luck with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Back to college. Mm. So I've been watching a show this week that, honestly... I think might be the best show ever, like, of all time. Like, I could not say enough good things about it. OK, Ever is dramatic. Top 10 easily. Hmm. All right. You know what? OK, I'm just going to say what the show is called. And then let's do a sh- show ranking, because I think it could easily go in the top 10. Um, The sex life of college girls, or sex lives of mm-hmm, college girls, mm-hmm. right, to be grammatically correct, slash just... Accurate, yes. um,
1: <laughs> that is in fact the title, I believe. Yes. yes,
0: um, so it's on HBO Max. Mindy Kaling made it. We'll come back to the show. Let's just real quick top 10 shows ever like, just list them off.
1: Oh, god, I'm terrible with this sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> Breaking Bad, haven't seen it. Okay,
0: um, The Wire,
1: haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> okay. Both you should watch yeah. The Add Wire. To my list, <laughs> I would say The Wire is like I think they could abolish the fourth grade and just replace it with making everyone watch The Wire. And, but like during the fourth grade year, yeah, like just like the curriculum, the <laughs> just like get rid of the cur. Like, what did we learn in the? What do you remember? What did we learn in the fourth grade? I don't remember it being that important. I.
1: Don't remember either. Yeah. Like the
0: mitochondria of a cell? Who gives a shit?
1: Yeah. Was that the year? That might have been the year we had pet butterflies in my class.
0: Okay, we did not do hippie and shit I like cri- that. At and my I school. cried. I cried and cried and
1: cried when I let my butterfly go. I was not ready to say goodbye.
0: Did you have to get rid of it after well, well
1: you didn't have to get rid of it, but the, the idea was, you know, we we so we each had a caterpillar that we needed to raise. Oh. So we raised them to butterflies butterflies. butterflies and then we got to take our butterfly home in our little butterfly case and then the idea was you let it you you release it into the world right into nature back to nature and I was all excited to do it and I was gonna go release spotty right spotty was my butterfly (laughs) my monarch these are monarchs of course so they have spots um and my mom was like, all right, let's do it. And we go out in the garden and I release body. And then I cried for like hours. <laughs> and my mom, my mom to this day is like, you weren't ready. I shouldn't have let you. But anyway, again,
0: I digress. Okay, wait. Did anyone in your class, did everyone's caterpillar make it to the butterfly stage?
1: You know, I don't remember. I don't remember but I assume so. <laughs> cuz I'm hoping that if someone had accidentally killed their caterpillar that the teacher would have given them another one. I would hope. I mean, I Well, so maybe bad. it happened
0: behind the scenes, right? Maybe, maybe if someone's caterpillar died, they mm-hmm. went to the teacher after class when everyone had left and been like, "Hey, um, you know, I killed little
1: whoever. Little slimy. Yeah, slimy. <laughs> <laughs> right, cuz we haven't gotten to the butterfly stage yet. Yeah. Creepy crawly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Gonna need a new one if I want to make it <laughs> to <into> spotty stage <laughs> oh. okay I have so many more questions about this <laughs> I don't know if we should stay on that we did <laughs> not do this where I went to so, I mean we were in Germany so like we had different priorities there um like things like that we just did not do uh, I do remember dissecting uh like what was it like a goat eyeball whoa we never something. did dissections in my school well, I went to a private school in Germany, ah. so it was a little bit different, yeah. um, That was cool, and we got to go to, like, an upperclassman's class to do that. Fancy. Yeah, it was, it was very, they're squishier than you might think. Oh, God. I always thought cutting into an eyeball would be, like, a hard-boiled egg-type situation. It is not like that. It's more like a... Gusher type well, they situation. have a vitreous
1: solution inside of them, do How I? do you
0: know so much about things?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, like, not I'm... just, I mean, eyes is just one thing, but butterfly also. What was that monarch thing? Like, I know none of these things. I mean, shout out to the public education
1: system on Long Island, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is triggering so much of, like, my feelings throughout life, which is, like, did you ever watch 30 Rock?
1: Okay, no, that's another one I haven't seen. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> I, I pro- dear, dear listeners, I promise I watch way too much uh, TV. Well, these days it's just streaming, but I haven't seen any of these
0: shows. Okay, They're not that important. I don't even know that I'd put it in the top 10. I don't know. But there's this episode where the main character, Tina Fey, um, she... Like, it's Leap Day, and she gets up, goes to work, and, like, like everyone's out in the streets celebrating Leap Day. There's, like, a Leap Day-type figure. Like, think, like, a Santa for Leap Day, and everyone's, like, like going on. And she's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, this is not, like, like... since when do we do this? Like, I've never heard of this leap day thing. And that is how I feel every fucking day of my entire life. Where I'm like, how, like, how do you know? Like, what is a monarch? Is a monarch butterfly a type of butterfly? It is. Like and, the, the orange ones. The orange ones with the brown spots. With the brown spots. Like, yeah. And people know this. People oh, just know. I was I obsessed so. I with know. butterflies for a while. And I don't know this. Like, am I – this is something I have to confront all the time. Am I just really dumb? You are totally not dumb. And I don't think – here's the thing. I think I'm very smart in that, like, I can figure things out, but I don't know a lot. Like, I don't have – Information and this is a big part of I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, growing up, I thought I was an alien. Do you know this? Oh, about I do me? know this about yeah. you, yes. yes. And it's <laughs> stuff like this that because it feels like everyone has been on this planet together, like knowing shit about like monarch butterflies and uh, what the eye thing that you said <laughs> that I don't even remember. <laughs> and like you know the leap year shit which isn't real but like that's what it feels like to me it's like everyone's been doing this shit for years and I'm like how am I not privy to this information like how (laughs) has this just been going like I think I'm here like I've been on this planet the same amount of time as the rest of you but I honestly feel like very much an outsider to what's happening. Must have been the German private school system that you were in. I'm so <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Who knows? But I felt like that there too. Oh. Well, if you
1: think about it, you know, depends on what you believe but right? if you believe that we have a spirit or a soul or something, we're all kind of aliens, right? We all came from yeah. somewhere else and then we ended up here on planet Earth.
0: <laughs> I mean, I sometimes think it might be my first incarnation on this planet. Hmm. that's an option I've heard this theory that like depending on what moon stage you're born in indicates like what incarnation it is I don't know if I buy it but I was born on a new moon which corresponds to it being your first incarnation and I would say on this planet because I do think that I probably had past lives on other planets Hmm. I do Definitely don't think I've been on this one before, though, because, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here all the time.
1: Does anybody really, though? <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot more than I do. Okay, so I have listed off a few random facts here, but I don't think that necessarily counts.
0: Are you good at trivia? You must be um, so good at trivia. I'm selectively
1: good at trivia. I I do not have a comprehensive knowledge of random
0: facts, though. Okay. My brother is one of those people like he like we were in L.A. once and he's just like rattling off random facts about like L.A. neighborhoods, like L.A. traffic laws. LA. Like I was like, you've never lived in this city. Like, how do you know? So like what is happening? Like why? It's just like you could pick a random topic and he could talk to you about it. Honestly, the only thing that I know more than him about is like health and wellness. Hmm. And that's probably why I try to dominate the conversation when we're together to only talk about health and wellness. As well you should. (laughs) Uh, Okay, how did we get here? Uh... Uh,
1: We got here because, oh, because you were saying that instead of uh, the fourth grade curriculum, we should be watching, what was it? The Wire. There we go, The Wire. I knew it was some show that I haven't seen. But very yeah.
0: important show. It'll teach you so much about um, the, not so much the justice system, like the courts, but the police, crime, things like that. It's it's a must watch. Um, the character Omar, who the actor actually died in the past year, and it's devastating oh no. at a very young age. Oh. Uh, I would say one of the most interesting characters on TV history and this was like I want to say in the 90s it came about he was a gay black um what's his profession uh he stole from drug dealers Uh that's his career I don't I don't know if kind there's a term for Robin that. Robin Hoodie? Yes, yes, <laughs> In yes. Makes sense? Maybe. Because he would yeah. say he wouldn't steal from civilians. He would okay. only steal from drug dealers. So, a very interesting character. I mean, uh, I think Obama once said that it's his favorite character on TV. So. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very important show. Everyone should watch it. Um, okay. Right, if, before... if
1: Obama's a fan, I'm going to watch it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of shows that Obama's a fan of, did you watch Homeland? I wouldn't put this in the top 10, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't put it top 10 either. I only saw the first couple or few seasons, but did enjoy it.
0: It's very good. Mm -hmm. Again, wouldn't put it in the top 10. Um, Carrie's a little hard to watch. Mm -hmm. What's hard to watch about it for me is that people will be like, yeah, she's a little crazy, but her intuition is so on. And I'm like, no, her intuition isn't so on. She suspects everyone. (laughs) So she's bound to be right a time or two, right? If you just suspect everyone, Mm -hmm. then everyone who is fucking up, you're right about, but you're also wrong about the vast majority of people, which she was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, good show. Um, Funny story about that since we're just taking all these tangents now. <laughs> um, so apparently Claire Deans and what's his name? Damien Lewis. Mm-hmm. They were invited. So anyone who hasn't watched the show, you don't have to watch it to know this. Um, Damien Lewis is a British actor who plays American. Oh my God. I always forget that he's British. It's so wild. Oh my God. It's so wild. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. So he's a ginger um he not really relevant but just so you can picture it um so the uh, the so he plays a character who is he was in the army navy army Mm -hmm. army armed forces us branch of the armed forces forces. Yeah.
1: yeah i'm not sure which one exactly
0: and he gets captured as a pov pow Yep, P.O.W. P.O.W. W- go. mm-hmm. Not point of view. I know nothing. Prisoner of war. Yeah. <laughs> A prisoner of war. And in Iraq. Right? I think so. I, I think, think it's Iraq. So, yeah. It could be Afghanistan. I'm pretty sure it's Iraq.
1: I don't remember. It doesn't was, it matter. was many years the ago Middle that East. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the Middle East.
0: And he's turned. And then he comes back. And he, you know, those little, like, terroristy um (laughs) i don't want to say more in case you want to watch the show there a lot of shit happens in the show um but that's kind of all you need to know so he's like a white guy who's kind of terroristy and um question mark
1: you're gonna have to tune in to find out more
0: (laughs) showtime is now a sponsor of the show
1: Use, use our code. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Blush15 to save
1: 15%. I wish. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor us.
0: Showtime's like sense of cease and desist. Like, <laughs> uh, we're not affiliated with this. Um, so Damien Lewis and Claire Danes go to a White House correspondence dinner. And I guess Obama brought out his DVD set of Homeland and he's like, I'm a huge fan, like would love it if you guys could sign this. And so Claire Danes wrote something really like nice and sweet. Like, oh, we were fans of yours long before you were fans of ours. Like very classy, very chic, elegant, like Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. And Damian Lewis, I heard him tell this story on a late night show. He was trying to think of what to write and he ended up writing from one terrorist to another. What? Because <laughs> Obama was, like, accused of being a terrorist. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> All right, we're, like, 20 minutes in. We're still... <laughs> we come up with one show. We
1: are on a full tangent, a tangent that led to another tangent yeah. that led to another
0: tangent. Okay, so top 10 shows. Um, I'll let
1: you do the top 10 since, again, I am terrible the at this sort of thing. Never seen it. Okay,
0: <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go ahead and add The Office to it. The Wire, The Office, Friends.
1: Okay, I have seen episodes of Friends, but I never saw it all the way through.
0: Okay, fair enough. Seinfeld. Same,
1: so actually, a few, same few with episodes me. Episodes here and there,
0: same with me, but I will acknowledge that it's in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I, billions, I don't know. Should we put it in the top 10? I maybe it's I'm just really on it. It's really good,
1: a, it's real. Well, until the most recent season, I just haven't oh, been able I've to get been, into it. I saw one episode and was like, Really?
0: Yeah, I'm not that far. Oh, no, yeah, I'm not but, that far.
1: No, it's good though. I mean, it's and Damien Lewis, again, uh, you know,
0: yeah, he's great. He's so good. Uh, fuck, what else do I really like? It's a very long silence. <laughs> <laughs> Can't seem to think of any other shows that I watch. Oh, 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 what's that robot show? Um, hmm. HBO. Robot show. AI uh mm-hmm. first season was like uh in the park in the park don't think i've seen that. no no uh, well you at least know what i'm thinking of fuck what's it called uh, uh drawing a blank hbo, drawing HBO a blank here. show ai westworld
1: yeah i haven't seen that either I'm okay ter-
0: i'm terrible with this sort of question westworld is so good you would love it for someone who is interested in topics of what's the meaning of life? Is there a higher power? What's the role of a higher power? Nature versus nurture. Uh, mm. Fate versus free will. Ooh, fate versus this. free will, especially. If you're into that theme. The one thing I will say for you, Stella, and anyone who's listening. Um, the first season is is exceptionally slow
1: okay so you got to stick with it
0: well more than that i'm going to give you very specific pointers it's very slow but every single thing that happens is with intention Hmm. and if you are someone like me who likes to put on a show and then you know grab a snack and then have her laptop open and then be playing a game on the phone (laughs) that's not gonna work You will miss things. And then when shit picks up at the very end of the season, you'll be like, well, I mean, it's kind of cool that everyone's shooting everyone, but like, I have zero emotional attachment to what's happening. Mm. Mm -hmm. So here is what I recommend. Here's what I noticed. So I kind of not so much binge the whole season, but I'd watch a few episodes at a time, whatever. And then when it rolled around to the ending, I was like, okay, well, at least something's happening now, but I don't care that much. And then everyone who, whose opinions in TV I really value was like, it's the best show I've ever seen in my life. So I was like, OK, I think I may have missed something. <laughs> and so then I noticed that every single person who thought it was the best show ever created watched it one episode a week. They would kind of watch it in real time. And everyone I met who wasn't that impressed was kind of binging episodes. And so it's like, okay, there's something there. Hmm. And what I've learned, and this is season 1 specific, I would say, is watch one episode max at a time. Okay. And give it your undivided attention.
1: Okay. So put away the phone. Just watch. Like
0: throw your phone out the window. <laughs> Got it. Like put it in a lockbox. I don't like it cannot be in your near vicinity. You cannot glance at your phone to see a text message. You cannot. You have to pause it if you want to like breathe loudly. (laughs) Duly noted. Everything that matters, it happens matters. But if you're willing to put in that work, and it's work, I will tell you, when I did my rewatch of Westworld, I did it with a friend. I paid more attention than I did in any single class in law school. Wow, that is saying something. Well, that might be why I'm not a practicing lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I did very well in law school, so that is saying something. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's you really have to concentrate. But then the end of season one, what they will give you for that attention that you just put in is like, it's fucking worth it. And then seasons two and three, I'm not saying like, you know, play with your phone while you're watching it but you don't have to give it you know it's not so much work things move at a better pace again if you're interested in topics of like fate and free will it's a must watch must watch
1: all right I will check it out
0: yeah so yeah I would definitely put that in the top 10 I don't know. I can't even think of shows. Okay,
1: so I know that I have been um, abstaining from this whole conversation here. (laughs) But I I keep thinking about uh, my recent favorite, we could say, which is Succession. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, so good. So
0: good. Oh my God, I really want to get into it.
1: How far in are you? Oh, I'm... Oh, you haven't started.
0: No, I'm caught up.
1: Oh, you are caught up.
0: Oh, I mean, I want to oh. get into it here.
1: Oh, you want to get into it here? Oh, OK. I'm OK, can we do it?
0: Um, it? Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can well, we I'll, do it? Sure. Spoiler alert. Big spoiler alert. If you have if you have not finished, what was it? Season three that mm-hmm. we just finished? Mm-hmm. If you have not finished season three of Succession, skip ahead. Just skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll try to find the exact timestamps and I'll put them in the show notes. Great so idea. So skip ahead to the timestamp that I put in show notes if I forget. I don't know. Just skip ahead a few minutes, whatever. Okay, let's start with the second to last episode of Succession. Okay, yes. Did you think at the end that Kendall was dead?
1: No. No. It never crossed my mind. I didn't even understand... When in the next episode, they told us that he had d- tried, you know, either depending on your reading of the situation, tried to drown himself or just fell off the floaty in the pool. Like, that didn't register to me.
0: <laughs> oh, so, so you didn't even think it was a big deal. You I just d- thought he was like kind of drunk I just drunk thought he was napping. just kind
1: of drunk in the pool and having a good time and like not in danger. <laughs> so I, I misread that situation apparently.
0: Okay. I will say... I may not have thought as much about it. Did you read the profile? Fuck, what magazine was it in? Of the actor, I want to say it's Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. Is his name. yeah. No,
1: I haven't read any. Hold profiles. on, I'm gonna on find what recently. publication it was in. Um, God, I thought he did an amazing job, though. He's Particularly in that last actor. episode, he's an incredible actor. <laughs> so incredible. God. Uh, It's in the the New Yorker. The emotional range. The emotional range. You know, how he goes from this, like, I'm going to take everyone down to, like, incredibly vulnerable. Like, more vulnerable than would be comfortable for most, if not all of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there was a profile about him in the New Yorker Mm, that kind of corresponded with the second to last episode. And then before... I watched the second to last episode. There were people on Twitter reacting to it. And someone had written something like, yeah, good luck to Succession without him. So there were little spoilers like that of people assuming that he may have died. And so I went into the episode knowing that there was like a storyline that could have killed him off.
1: Ah, okay. Well, thank God God they didn't.
0: Yeah. So like, (gasps) that's why to me at the end, I was like, okay, but I was like, I think he's alive. And then I listened to this podcast. By the way, Ozzy was sending me all of these things. Mm, so Because gotcha. we watched it together, and now he's in Australia. So now we just are doing these, like, we watch and discuss, basically, and whatever. So he sent me this episode of a podcast. I don't remember the podcast, but they're discussing it. And they had some very valid points where they are like, if there is any show that would kill off, they are like, HBO is no stranger to killing off. Oh, speaking of which, Game of Thrones. Did you watch that? Haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. Well, spoiler ah, alert. This is
1: this is the top ten <laughs> shows that Eva loves that Stella has never seen.
0: <laughs> so we're we're creating a list of things for you to watch, basically. <laughs> the Americans. Did you watch? Oh that? Oh my god, I loved The Americans. You know, so I went good. on a date with a guy who's in The Americans. Wait, I won't say who. who? No, oh, will tell, us, tell <laughs> I'll, us. I'll, I'll tell you off air. No, because okay. that'll ID who it is. Okay, fine. But okay, it was... But that's exciting. It was like just a little over a year ago.
1: Okay, so at least tell us what what degree of role he had in it. Was he a um, series
0: regular? Was he on like one episode? Was he somewhere in the middle? He's more than one episode. He wasn't on every single episode, but he was probably on every season. Ooh, okay. I'll tell you who... <laughs> Off air. Um, weird dude. All right. Dude. All right. All right. One date
1: only? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make it to a second date. Eh, it it's was all right,
0: right so it after was- things fizzled with the German, and I was really bummed. It was the first date I went on after that, and I remember he said a bunch of weird shit to me, including um, he was like, wow, you're so much prettier than in your pictures, which... Like, like, I was like, I'd, I'll just spin it positively. I was like, oh, thank you. And he's like, yeah, you don't look that good in your pictures. And I was like,
1: <laughs> thanks, dude. Okay, Jeez. well, I
0: really gave you an out from that comment. We yeah, no had to double down on it. Huh? <laughs> and then at some point he was telling me this like very long story about how his ex-girlfriend um, wouldn't let him come on her face because she thought it was degrading. Hmm. And yeah, like, she's got a point. <laughs> and like, listen, I don't even. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not like I'm not here to comment on the act itself. All I want to say is it's just, it's a super weird thing to talk about on a first date with someone when you're just like sitting and having a drink. Like it's just very, and he's like, and I tried to tell her that it's empowering. And she think, and I was like, yeah, well, I don't, How do you
1: even get there in a conversation yeah, on a
0: first date? That's it was kind so, of beyond like me. I was, I, like it was one of the most uncomfortable I've ever been. But I remember going into the date being like, I just wanna kiss someone, like I just wanna kiss someone so I don't think about the German. And we did kiss and it was fine. Yeah, we Well, nobody should
1: want the response to we kissed uh, to be it was fine. So I
0: mean it was it was it was <laughs> like it was what I needed, but I mean like There was no way I could get that into it, given that this man had just spent like 25 minutes talking to me about ejaculating or not ejaculating on a girl's face. (laughs) Understandably. (laughs) And like trying to make it a feminist issue. (laughs) So... Yeah, super weird. How do we get here, Americans? Where were we before that? Good question. I don't quite know. Game of oh, Game, Game of, of Thrones HBO is yes. no stranger okay. yes. to killing off characters, there we right? Go. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of a spoiler about Game of Thrones now. Um, so yeah, so the theory was like HBO is comfortable killing off main characters. And they. this is also the type of show if Kendall has run his course, they're not just going to keep him for shits and gigs, you mm-hmm. know? Like they'd rather just nip it in the butt. And then the other point that someone raised was this profile in The New Yorker that we just read, which was insanely long. I mean, it was... I, Who has the attention span in 2021 to read something that long? (laughs) They were like, that's the type of profile you do. Because also there were interviews from people on his current cast being like, yeah, he's kind of a pain in the ass. Like in a good like he just he takes acting so seriously, like so seriously. Mm. And they're like. It's cool that he's such a great actor, but it's also, like, super annoying to work <laughs> with him. And they were like, why would his castmates speak about him like that unless they weren't going to work with him anymore? Right. Yeah, that's a great point. So, yeah, after I watched that episode, I was like, okay, I guess it's possible that he's killed off. And then we go into the season finale, and that whole thing was barely a thing. Which I guess to you, it was barely a thing or even less of a thing than they made it on the show. But for other people, like people were out here seriously discussing if Kendall was, like, I would say the majority of people maybe thought that he was done, he was dead.
1: Oh, wow. I must, maybe I was not paying attention at the end of that episode. Maybe I was on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of... (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I just, I didn't really think twice about it. And then when they were talking about it on the final episode of the season, I thought, oh, wow, okay, yeah. I guess that could have been a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, season finale. Mm. Um, now, again, in the second to last episode, I remember there was that, it was the sex between Tom and Shiv.
1: Oh my God, that was such a heartbreaking scene. It was scene. Oh God. honestly but just hard most, to watch. But I found most, most, intimate scenes between them whether you know whether they're getting intimate or not whether it's just them in a room alone are just oh my god heartbreaking you know it's like do you remember at the end of was it was at the end of season two I think they're like sitting on the beach and he says to her I don't know I mean I'm paraphrasing here I can't remember the exact words but I don't know if it's more painful to not be with you or to be with you, basically. Oh my God. Heart. It was just
0: heart wrenching. I mean, remember their wedding night? Oh, God. When she's like, oh, we're not both fucking other people? Whoops. <laughs> oh, the disappointment on his face was just so palpable. Oh, so hard. So I remember that sex scene where basically he's like, oh, talk, like, say like nasty things to me. And she's like, I don't love you. You love me and I don't love you. And mm-hmm. all these things that were like super true. And you could tell from like a, like finally sunk into him, like she does not love him mm-hmm. and he loves her. And like you could tell. And I remember after that to Ozzy being like, Tom finally gets it and something is about to happen in yeah, their relationship.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now when I said something's about to happen in their relationship, I thought he might file for divorce. I did not think that he was going to fully backstab her to her father and ruin her entire inheritance. Mhm. <laughs>
1: well, it's it's still only an implication. Right. We don't know complete. I mean, I did. Read, I did read some responses to the, the season finale. And right. It's the it is an implication. Right. Like we see Logan leave the room that the you know, mm-hmm. where they have this very tense final scene, walk out into the corridor of this beautiful Tuscan villa where they're staying. Right. And Tom walks up and he puts his hand on Tom's shoulder. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like this gesture of confidence and uh, intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. And so the implication, of course, is that Tom is the one who has betrayed Shiv and betrayed all of them, right? Betrayed the siblings. Um, But I guess we're going to have to wait for the next season to find out.
0: Well, but I would say it's more than that. Remember the conversation that he had with Greg? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. The very cryptic conversation. Will
1: you come with me? Will you make a to with the devil?
0: And it was right after his conversation with Shiv. And so... Just the words themselves could have been referring to Shiv and Roman and Ken's plans, right? Mm-hmm. And, like just if you just heard the words, if you just read the script, that's what you would think. Yes.
1: And it's what I assumed as a as a viewer.
0: Wasn't there a part of you, though, with the seriousness of the way? Because that's what I assumed also. but the way that he was talking to Greg, I was like, this is heavier.
1: But I don't know. Tom is, like, hard to read.
0: He, yeah, Tom's a weird he's dude. He's very dramatic. <laughs> total
1: weird dude. But he's, like, very dramatic. And he brings this gravitas, like, to things that should not necessarily <laughs> be very weighty, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't really know how to read him. He's very, he's very confusing. And, I mean... I thought that Greg's response to it was perfect, also. He was like, Well, I guess I'm okay. Yeah, sure. Who needs a soul anyway? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> God, oh, I it.
0: love Greg. Um, ode, ode to cousin Greg. We love him. He's love the best. Greg. Um, yeah. I also love Roman.
1: Oh my God. I love Roman. I think one of the
0: <laughs> funniest moments in series history was when Roman accidentally sent a dick pic <laughs> to his dad. <laughs> I think
1: it was for Jerry. Oh my god, and I, you know, the the sexual tension between Roman and Jerry has just been like you can cut it with a knife. It's, it's so thick. It's so
0: awkward. It's I mean, do you remember Roman had Roman had a chick in mm-hmm. season at least season 1 and I remember there would be like random references to the fact that he doesn't sleep with her.
1: Oh yeah, I don't remember clearly, but yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, and he clearly has, like, a very Oedipal thing with his mom.
1: Well, yeah, Shiv is always going on and on and it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, oh, Oedipal also reminds me of sex lives of college girls, which mm-hmm. we will get back yes, to we will. eventually. We will get there. <laughs>
1: we will get there sooner or later.
0: Um, super disturbing. Yeah, the Shiv stuff, it's... Roman fascinates me Mm -hmm. like what I wouldn't give to have the character of Roman on the blush podcast oh my god (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) not the actor don't really give a shit about him although you know he's um you know he's a home alone yes yeah yeah, okay yeah. yeah so I mean that's cool I'm sure he has an interesting life whatever don't care that much Roman as a character though, his sex stuff, what I wouldn't give to dig into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so blah blah blah, Tom.
1: I just really loved the end, I have to say. I mean, it well, I so... didn't I oh, didn't love okay. that they all got fucked,
0: but <laughs> Of course, yeah. Okay, this is what I was gonna say. So there's that conversation that Tom has with Greg, which I think was a tip off that like something is off. And then obviously the shoulder tap from Logan and then the way that Shiv was crying, like you could tell she figured it out that it was Tom. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not even till the... So it's like she sees Tom, he comes in, right? He says like, are you okay? And she she, she just kind of shakes it off. But then she walks like more into the foreground of the scene and she sits there and you see her like fighting back the tears and like... Trembling a little bit, and yeah. then he comes up to her, and like that is the moment where it's like, whoa, she has really understood what is going on here, or at least what yeah. seems to be going on. Yeah.
0: yeah, Shiv, what are your thoughts on Shiv? Let's let's dissect Shiv a little. Gosh, she's well, she's super complex. I love
1: her. I think she's a very compelling character, very flawed, like all yeah. of them um and ultimately completely self-serving but you know not unfeeling not inhuman in a sense right Mm -hmm. um like even in the the one of those final scenes right when uh Kendall is breaking down right you know and And Roman is kind of trying to deflect with humor, uh, and Shiv is really not contributing much, but like, she comes over and she puts her hand on his head. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's super awkward, it's super weird, but I think there is a real caring person deep down in there somewhere. But she's just, yeah, so hardened by the world and by, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) obviously her circumstances are very, very privileged. But uh, yeah, she's a complex character, to say the least.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Real quick, I will say I thought one of the funniest moments on the show is um, Roman trying to comfort Kendall when Kendall's like, yeah, I killed a kid. And Roman's like, who hasn't killed a kid? I've, I've killed a kid. And like Shiv is just off on the phone. She's not even paying attention. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Shiv, you've killed a kid, right? And she just she just she just knows to yes him, you know. She's like, Oh yeah, I've killed a kid. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean it is and it is terrible, but but I think that Roman helps Kendall to put it a little bit in context at least, right? Like he actually tried, you know, he tried he did, to get the kid yeah. out. It wasn't that he just ran away, you know? And Roman is kind of, again, deflecting with humor, saying, oh, if it were me, I I would have just run the hell out of there and not gone back. But he has a point, right? Like, you know, I think poor Kendall has been, like, struggling with the shame of this. And, I mean, again, it's a terrible thing, but he's been struggling with the shame of this in part because his father has been holding it over him, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And really holding this as leverage, right? Mm -hmm. Leverage that he can use against him that he pulls out of his pocket any time that it seems that he can use it to threaten or push back Kendall in some way. And Mm -hmm. so to have Roman kind of help to soothe his shame in a sense, I don't know. I thought it was really kind of touching, strangely touching. It was
0: so sweet. I I really do love Roman. Um, Honestly, I could see myself dating Roman, (laughs) which is... don't know what that says about me but But yeah Shiv triggers something in me I think I spent a lot of my life trying to be that kind of like cool girl who like doesn't care that much and you know I I always wanted in my relationships with men to kind of be like the shit who just like doesn't give a fuck. And the other person's like obsessed with me. Now, I'm not saying I succeeded in these endeavors, but that's certainly the role that I wanted to play. Mm. And then I think, you know, I've done a ton of self-work and been like, no, I actually am like a deeply caring person who gives a shit and blah, blah. And so... I do think that Shiv almost triggers like a bit of shadow in me where I'm like, Mm, mm -hmm. like, bitch, stop. (laughs) Like, just stop. Like, we know you have feelings. We know you care. Just stop, you know? But then seeing her have that emotion at the end, I thought was so beautiful. Mm, mm -hmm, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's not like an explosion of emotion. It's like super subtle, but so powerful. Yes, yes. But also speaking of female characters who don't give a fuck, I mean, how about... Uh, the marriage proposal that Khan makes to oh my god, what is Willa, right? That is that her name?
0: Willa? Ooh, yeah, Willa, Willow Yeah, Willow, Willow, Willow. Is it Willow? Willow, Willa, Willow. Will- I whatever. hope it's Willow. I like that more than Willow Willow is Willa is cute. It's yeah. probably Willow. Whichever
1: one it is, whatever her name is, I feel terrible that I've forgotten it. But how she finally accepts his proposal by saying,
0: Fuck it. <laughs> In all fairness, I don't think she doesn't give a fuck. I don't think she's like a hardened, like, uh not stoic, but jaded type of girl. No,
1: agreed. Agreed.
0: I mean, she is, number one, a sex worker. Let's mm-hmm. be clear of how mm-hmm. this started. And honestly, like, it's shocking to me that it, was so hard for her to accept this proposal. I mean, in terms of what she's doing there, she doesn't actually really care about this guy, although she was showing a lot of signs of caring. Remember that episode, Kendall's birthday? Mm Mm-hmm. Where... Uh, People are aggressively. (laughs) Episode. Everyone's trying to take his jacket, and she was really standing up for him. That's when I was like, "Oh, she might have a bit of like a Stockholm syndrome type situation going on, where she is starting to like fall in love with Connor." (laughs) Because
1: who knows? I don't know. I didn't get that vibe from her that she's in love with him. But I think she was just like, you know what? We've been together for this long. He's you know, good to me. He's like, good to me. I get a lot out of this. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of set for life.
0: Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just can't believe that she was so hesitant to marry him. I mean, mm-hmm. you're already wasting your time with him at least like, make it legal like get some of the money when you eventually leave him you know like why like why is like if any I would think that getting married would be her goal with him
1: I would have thought so too yeah it was kind of interesting to see her weigh that decision like that
0: Frankly, I would like to see their dynamic played out more because I feel like they've been almost like B-list characters on the show where they're not around as much. Mm -hmm. When they are, it's just kind of like, yeah, the weird dude Connor with his, you know, sex worker partner. That's just kind of an awkward dynamic, whatever. I'd like to, and I feel like we've seen more of them this season for sure. Yeah, I think so. I bet we'll see more of them next season. Yeah, but I don't think it's the same thing as shit. Like, I actually think she's a very like sweet and caring girl who, you know, you see her cry at the wedding because she's probably having the realization that she's not going to be married for love. Speaking of married for love, I have to touch on this because I've not seen one person talk about this. The mother. (laughs) Why does her now husband care so much about Logan being at the wedding? What's that? Like, what's he after? Like, should we be suspicious of him? I mean, I think the implication is that we should. Right? And Given that, obviously
1: Roman and Shiv are, but, you know.
0: <laughs> well, Shiv doesn't even really seem to care that much. But also, going back to Shiv, Shiv's idiosyncrasies, uh, idiosyncrasies her... the way that she relates to people her heart and sense her kind of jaded personality is all explained by her mother mm-hmm. the lack of love that she receives from her mother
1: yeah i thought that that scene between them at the mother's Hindu was really mm-hmm. also heartbreaking <laughs> right she's like "Well, you weren't there you know yeah you
0: know uh it really it just goes to show to bring it full circle and like maybe tie it into just a general thing that we talk about on this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) Um, how much your childhood affects you. Yes. And it's really not a matter of, I mean, I don't think anyone would look at the Logan family and be like, wow, these people, uh, you know, had such a hard childhood. (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, you can be sitting in the lap of, the very lap of luxury like they were, right? And not have a financial care in the world. But if you have a mother who is absent, whether physically or emotionally or both, which seems to have been the case for them, right? And a father who is this incredible tyrant, right? Who cuts them down to size continually and plays them against one another, right? This kind of manipulation, like it does, again, it doesn't matter if you have all the money in the world, like that's going to cause all kinds of problems. for Yeah.
0: I mean, the one thing about the show that's been hard for me to watch, and this is the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on from succession. (laughs) Okay. You know, my parents are far from perfect. I, you know, they did their best. I'm certainly not going to shit on them in any way, but I'm not saying they're perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's very, very, very hard for me to wrap my mind around a show where it's, it certainly seems like, it certainly feels like Logan, the dad, anyone who doesn't watch, puts his own interests ahead of his children's. Mm-hmm. Unless he's not. Unless everything he's doing, actually, and I do think in this very last episode, I don't think he was selling the company as a fuck you to the kids. I actually think that As time went on, that company was going to lose value. The best move for everyone would have been exactly what he did. I think that was the highest price they could get for it. If they didn't make some kind of deal with some kind of tech tech company and that was their last choice, they were going to go down. This was the end for him. It was the best thing for the kids. I do think that. Mm -hmm. But up until that moment, a lot of moves that he's made, it really felt like he was putting himself ahead of the kids' well-beings. Yeah. And that was hard for me to watch because I just, you know, say what you want about my parents and why would anyone? Because no one knows them. But, um, <laughs> you know, I could say what I want about my parents. But one thing I can very confidently say is there is not a minute, not a second in this world that they would put their own needs ahead of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could say the same thing about my parents. Yeah. No, I think
0: all of our parents do it in an imperfect way, and they've all fucked us up in their own ways. (laughs) But (laughs) that being said, it does feel like through a lot of the show, Logan put his own interests ahead of those children. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a hard thing to fuck with.
1: Yeah. And I felt that. Mm, that's partially motivated by the fact that he seems to not believe that any of them are capable of stepping into his shoes, kind of. Okay. But also, like, wouldn't he want to groom them? Like, wouldn't he want to help prepare them to get right. there? And it seems that he's not doing that. Instead, he's still cutting them down. Uh, and that, you know, that was really hard for me. Like, I thought that he would have wanted to take them more under his wing. But anyway, we, we don't need to speculate well, okay. about what the the character isn't doing.
0: One yeah. last thing on this. Now that yeah. you're
1: this we is going to go we, on for we, you another can, you hour. Can trim all this down later, of course. <laughs>
0: um, do you think it's possible that Logan had to do a lot of fucked up things To run that company, to make it that successful, to get it where it was. And that he, it's, yeah, he could have groomed the kids, but does he really want to groom them to be that type of evil? And so maybe by not grooming them, he's actually protecting them and he actually is that good father. Ooh, plot twist.
1: (laughs) Wait for season four to find out.
0: Cause I'm not gonna lie, in that last episode, Logan kinda won me over. At the very end of it? Or the just... whole thing. Like hmm. I thought his decision making made sense. Hmm.
1: Yeah, okay, I could see that. Yeah, his decision making did make sense, but just the way that he continued to chip away at like the confidence and the capabilities of his own children before that. I mean, even just the brutal, brutal, brutal way that he addresses Kendall in the previous episode. Yeah. Like, that is uncalled for. That is unnecessary. Yeah. There was no reason that he had to do that. He just did it because he likes to be vindictive, I think. I don't know. Yeah.
0: He's also old. Yes. Old and bitter. (laughs) Yeah. Although he is banging his, like, 20-some-year-old assistant. Is he so. really,
1: though? Was that ever confirmed?
0: I don't I was... think it's confirmed, <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it's you know, like, we haven't seen them in the act, but we can certainly assume.
1: <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Just the fact that he flipped out so much when he got Roman's dick pic, <laughs> and he was like, are you a pervert? And he's like, do we need to fire Jerry? <laughs> you know, and all this stuff made me think that, like, uh, maybe he's actually not. I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, I think he's banging her. Okay. Fair enough. I really think, yeah. I mean, it's not, this is
1: not me trying to see, like, the good side in Logan. I do not see a good side in Logan. <laughs> yeah. Like, Brian Cox is an absolute genius in the way that he portrays he's him. He's so good. But, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway. Yeah. All right. Coming back to the sex lives of college girls. Yes, which is finally. The, okay. How we got on this crazy long tangent. <laughs> <laughs> a truly, truly, truly chef's kiss. A masterpiece. Yes, agreed. Okay, so for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's on HBO Max. It's by Mindy Kaling. Um, watch it. If you don't have HBO Max, find a way to get on it. (laughs) I use a friend's account. I don't actually... Like, is it... Can you just subscribe to HBO Max? Yeah, you can. Okay, so you can just pay for it. Mm -hmm. Okay, because the account that I use goes through a cable provider. But you can just... If you just... You can just buy it.
1: Yeah, they have independent subscriptions too. Okay.
0: So yeah, I I would say it's beyond worth it. Uh, you know, gather around a few friends. You guys can split it. Um, there's multiple ways to do this. <laughs> you can, you know, hit up your family, friends, etc., see who has one and you can ask. If not, just buy it yourself. If not, just split it with friends. I don't I don't care how you have to do it just do it because it is so fucking worth it. The show is a work of art. It's everything. It's, so Mindy Kaling made it. It's about four girls who start their first year of college and they're all very different. And I will say for me, it, like, so it's it's set in our current time. So for me, it did bring back so many, like, holy shit, college feelings. <laughs> right? Yeah. Same here. But it is also set to the times. Mm-hmm. So, like, Instagram mm-hmm. plays a role, whereas, you know, when I went to college, there was none of that. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. it is very much brought up to the current zeitgeist. But fuck, like, if you went away to college... It'll trigger some feelings in you. Like, what was college like for you?
1: Definitely not <laughs> like it is in this show. No, I. In some ways, yes. I mean, like, I went to college in this this you know small school upstate New York, beautiful campus, kind of similar to. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they, I think that they filmed at Vassar College. Okay. Um. So similar kind of feel to the campus. These beautiful old uh, buildings and dormitories and everything. Um, But I was not, you know, having as much social fun, shall we say,
0: as... (laughs) Were you going (laughs) to parties?
1: I was. I mean, it took me a little while to kind of ease into it. I was a very straight-edge high school student. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, my friends in high school didn't party at all. And Mm -hmm. so, like, I basically I got to college and I was like, oh, okay. Like, there are options here. You
0: can go and do all sorts of social things. OK, I can relate to that a bit. What, like, when you, went to, when you went into college, what was your intention or goal, I guess? Was it to just get good grades, be able to get a good job, get out, or?
1: Huh, that's a great question. It was to get good grades, obviously, yeah. since that is what I had been kind of programmed to do <laughs> before uh, and what I was very good at. So yeah, get good grades, um, do some enriching extracurriculars, like figure out what you're actually interested in and just kind of follow that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually have a ton of like, you have to study A, B, and C in order to get this kind of job. I didn't have that kind of pressure like from my okay. parents or my family or, or any anything. It was really just figure out what interests you and follow that
0: um so yeah okay so for me I wasn't very cool in high school oh yeah me neither (laughs)
1: oh my god totally not
0: (laughs) um and the thing is the cool girls at my high school a lot of them were also like straight A students so I remember when I was going into college I was like I want to be popular I want to be fun like I want to be in that like in crowd I want to get straight A's I want to do extracurriculars I want to get the best job like I just wanted to be perfect in every single facet of my life which you know Virgo Um, south node uh, yes I am a Virgo here
1: I can relate
0: and so part of my journey if you will I mean, you know, I was already getting good grades and stuff in high school, but I was like, I'm going to socialize like I'm going to like be in that kind of cooler crowd. I want to go to parties because I was so isolated in high school and I even remember being like, I'm not going to hook up with anyone. I don't want to deal with any drama like I just want to be the sidekick that everyone loves You know, and I like I'm going to rush. I'm going to get into a good sorority like I which I did. I got into arguably the best sorority at my school. Um, I it's funny because like I didn't go to my high school prom. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm, I wasn't mm -hmm. like I just like I had one really close friend at my high school. Like we weren't in that crew at all. And I was like, I'm going to do everything differently in college. And one could say that I did, even though I just never felt like I really belonged. Mm. Like I really and especially the harder I tried, the less I felt like I belonged.
1: Wait, what sorority were
0: you in? Uh God, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this. I don't know, Kai Omega.
1: Oh well you can always edit it out if you want.
0: No, I mean I don't know why like that's not a secret. I just like I don't know.
1: I was, just, I was just curious if it was one of the ones that was at my school too, but it uh, it wasn't
0: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Kai Omega. It mm-hmm. was great, it was fun. Um, you don't watch The Office, but Angela from The Office is in it. Aww. I think it's actually the second largest women's organization in America, second wow. only to the Girl Scouts. What do you know? Yeah whatever, none of this matters. Like, who gives a shit And they're so different at different schools. Mm-hmm. but yeah, it was it was, you know, at the time I don't even know how it's doing now. at the time it was very, very, very good at my school. like it was my top choice. It was what I wanted to get into. It's what I got into. I was thrilled. um but yeah, I always felt like I can almost relate to Bella. So okay, in the show, There's four main characters. There's this one chick, Leighton. She's an Upper East Side girl, a super wealthy family. Um, Yeah, I don't need to go. She's blonde, whatever. Um, Then there's this girl, Bella. She's her parents are Indian she's really into comedy I assume this is the character that Mindy Kaling kind of based loosely on herself Mm -hmm. you know her parents want her to like be a doctor but she just wants to be a comedy writer and she's like super passionate about comedy and she was very like awkward in high school and then I don't know probably got like Accutane and got her braces off or whatever (laughs) and is like pretty attractive now in Mm -hmm. college and she just like is super boy crazy and like really wants to get after it and wants to have fun. And she's she really is like kind of the spark that makes the show come alive. Yes. My personal favorite, I would say, is probably Kimberly.
1: Oh, I love Kimberly.
0: She's uh, what a child. Well, I love them
1: all. But yes, Kimberly yeah. is particularly endearing.
0: Yeah, so Kimberly is like this white chick from like a small town. Uh, you know, parents aren't very like well off. She was valedictorian like, at her high school and um d- d- wonderful wonderful person and then the fourth one is um what's her name
1: oh my god what is
0: her name marissa melissa no 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 that, no, that's no, that's no, not no, it.
1: no 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 <laughs> whitney
0: whitney right whitney. is it whitney it is whitney I think so yeah it's okay. whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney, uh, her mom is a senator from Washington State, mm-hmm. yeah. And her dad, whatever, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um, Like, it doesn't matter for our discussion right now. Uh, I really love that she's black and her mom's a senator. I think that's a nice, you know, it's a nice, what I think the show does really, really well is diversity in a non-performative way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's diversity in the cast. Um, There's diversity in the characters' backgrounds. There's diversity in appearances. Actually, one of my personal favorite things about the show is like, even like, let's say, like, Leighton, I would say is like supposed to be the kind of hot girl. Mm -hmm. She's not that thin.
1: No, no, she's, I mean, she's not like, she's
0: not overweight by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying she's not like this stick thin figure that we're exactly. used to from TV. She yeah. just, she looks like a normal hot girl. Yes. You know, like a like a hot girl that you would see places. Exactly. <laughs> not like the hot girl that we're used to from movies. I just, I just mean like she's not emaciated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's diversity. Like one of my personal, like, favorite storylines that I thought was most compelling was Kimberly's socioeconomic background and how she felt going to college. Mm -hmm. So her family's not that well off. She's at a college and everyone's like pretty, I think a lot of people experience this. You go to college, everyone's like kind of pretty wealthy. Like I even went to a public college, but it was still the kind of same vibe where most people were kind of well off and the people who weren't, felt very much other
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and like everyone has these new cute clothes and like can afford these things and like Kimberly's having to like, work and she has a full scholarship and I, I thought it was one of the most interesting storylines honestly um, again I love the Whitney whose mom I would say probably of all the parents has like the highest stature
1: definitely isn't mm-hmm. white
0: I just think that's an important thing to see. Yes. Um. What else about the show? Okay. So, I almost relate to Bella coming into college. Like I would say, I was a mix of Bella and Kimberly, <laughs> but like really wanted to be Layton.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I see what you're saying yeah it's like it's like you know we think of sex in the city it's like are you a Carrie are you a Miranda are you a Samantha are you a (laughs) you know um so yeah I think I was like 90% Kimberly for sure yeah (laughs) with well maybe a little bit of Bella but no I think I, I was mostly Kimberly but yeah wanted to be a Layton also
0: yeah right but I also, I wasn't as sex positive as Bella is. Oh,
1: no, definitely not.
0: Like, I really, I wanted to stay out of that element of things, which I, I hooked up with a couple of guys my first semester. And then, like, never again. Never again?
1: Really? For all of college?
0: Yeah, my college was very toxic, and word got around really fast. It was a very small school, So like my freshman year, I hooked up with two guys my first semester. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. Wow. Because my school was small and then there was a much smaller group of people that actually went out and socialized. Ah, gotcha. And so everyone knew and everyone talked about it. And everyone talked about like details of it.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah. And it was it was just very odd to me and it made me so uncomfortable. And so a lesson that I learned that year was to just not to just stay stay out of that side of things. Hmm. You know, to just mm-hmm. be a sideline, to just be the fun girl who just wants to have fun but like not get into it intimately or emotionally with anyone cuz that kind of keeps you out of the fray. Right. Yeah,
1: sidekick energy. Again, sidekick right? energy,
0: yeah. And it really, I mean, it worked out for me. I'd say my second to fourth years of college were great. Like, no one really had an issue with me. It was very, there was no nothing that anyone could be mad at me about. Hmm. And it worked out for me. And I mean, it took, like, what, a full fucking decade for me to work through that experience and be like, okay, I'm allowed to date. <laughs>
1: we all come to it in our own time yeah it's been a journey for me too yeah i basically arrived at college never having had a boyfriend never have having even kissed a boy Mm -hmm. (laughs) i had my first kiss in the spring of my freshman year Mm -hmm. i was a very late bloomer and like not for any real like i mean not for any real reason i was just like this nerdy teenager Mm-hmm. I was super nerdy in high school and the boys that I liked never liked me and the ones who liked me, <laughs> I never liked.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: just nothing ever lined up. Um, so like my journey was very different, but it was very like, okay, baby steps, baby steps. And so like I had my first kiss at the end of my first freshman year of college uh, or like middle of the freshman year, shall we say. And then this guy like became my first boyfriend. Oh, Aww. Aww, yes. But I had this very clear, like, intuitive hit, even from the beginning, and even as things progressed, that I was like, I'm not going to use up all my firsts on the same guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very much, I mean, I don't even know if I would call it puppy love, right? Like, it was more, this was just my, my first boyfriend. Like, my first experience, it was like... You know for those of our generation who may have had fisher price toys right this mm-hmm. was my fisher price first boyfriend <laughs> right my fisher price first this my fisher price first that it was my fisher price first boyfriend who my college best friend lovingly referred to as fisher right It's <laughs> our code name how's fisher
0: which i love <laughs> cutest code name ever
1: i know right
0: um And
1: yeah, so that was kind of my journey, like very slowly putting my foot into the pond before deciding when and how I wanted to wade in.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. As much as I would love to talk more about the show, here's what I'm going to give as homework. Everyone listening, please, please, please watch the show. In a few weeks, Stella, could we have you back on? Well, sure. (laughs) Since you've got me cornered here sitting in the chair across
1: the table from you, I'm going to say sure.
0: I also just sneak attack, like, proposed this whole thing on Stella today. (laughs) But we'll we'll have you back in a few weeks. We'll do a deep dive into the show because I think there's so much to discuss. I think there's so many takeaways for us and the types of things we're interested in as a community and we'll have a little bit of a um, single correspondent. Like, we want to know what's going on in the field. <laughs> so, do, so do I. All right. I'll, I'll do some research in the meantime. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, you can now think of dating apps as kind of like a part-time job that you have. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Um, yeah, so I think we've rambled for long enough. Uh, you know, if you're someone who's listening who's not into TV, Honestly, I can't believe you're still here. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you for sticking it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Love you guys. Stella, love you. This has been just a phenomenal time. I cannot wait to have you back on. (laughs) Love you too. Can't wait. (laughs) All right. As per usual, rate, subscribe, leave a review, send this episode. Honestly, Even if you hated it, if you have a friend who's into, you know, any of the TV shows we named, just send the episode to them. They'll probably like it. It helps me. So yeah, love you guys. Have a good week.